0: So I'm here at the Red Bull Technology Campus and today is the brand shoot day. And I'm here with Seb, Freddie and Josh. Guys, you've had an incredibly long day. I've seen you, you've been doing the photo shoots, you've been doing the interviews. You look like you're done, right? But this is gonna be a team effort. We're gonna get through this together, okay? We're gonna push through the next 40 minutes. We'll be fine. And then you guys can go bowling, which, is, which sounds like it's gonna be a lot of fun. Seb, we've met before, nice to meet you again. How has today been getting here in this technology campus with all of these people, with all of this support network around all of these cars that we're surrounded by, which by the
1: way are on shelves, which is nuts. How motivating is that? Um, yeah, it's it's quite motivating. I think we've actually been here enough times now that it's almost started to feel a bit normal, which is kind of crazy when I, I look around, and I think, oh, this is normal now. But like, I walk in, I, I don't even like, it doesn't surprise me, you know, I'm expecting it. Um, But it is still very nice to be so integrated into the team, you know, saying hi to everyone because everyone knows who we are. Um, And, you know, we're doing filming in an area like this. It's just um, makes you feel really respected within the team, which is always great. Yeah, I imagine knowing people at this
0: team must be like an incredible, proud feeling because these guys are at the top of their game. So to be able to walk through the campus and recognize people and then recognize you and, and and chat with them must
1: must be like incredibly like elating yeah exactly and i guess because they're at the top of their field and they get into red bull i guess we have to be at the top of ours um so it's kind of you know every everyone here is the best of the best and it's kind of a i guess that kind of helps that mutual uh respect for everyone that is in the team um, which is always great yeah i can imagine there can't be much more of a rewarding place to come into
0: work inverted commas right now josh the campus is huge right we're we're here and we've got the you've got the the gym i know you guys have been kind of hounding people to get into all day you've got the the esports lounge tell us a little bit about the campus and how it helps the team what facilities do you have here that help you get to the front of the grid um so i
2: think the the main place for us would be the arena um, that we have that we compete from Um, last year we had a whole boot camp and then competed um, in the championship in that arena. Um, So yeah, that facility was important to us um, because we were all together practicing. um, And it just kind of boosts the team's vibes, like the morale. Um, So yeah, having that facility accessible to us um, when other drivers, for example, were just playing from home, It helped a lot, at least for me anyway. Mm. And then just downstairs, literally just walk downstairs and there's a gym, which I was going to every night. Um, So
0: yeah, all around just good facilities. Yeah, you're like surrounded by the exact kind of support that you need as an esports team, right? Now, um, you mentioned seeing each other and that some of the other teams aren't lucky enough to be able to meet each other all the time. Do you think that gives you like a competitive advantage when you're on the racetrack that you know each other as drivers perhaps better than some of the other teams do when you're racing side by side and you're working out team strategy do you think the fact that you spend so much time together is helping
2: um
0: yeah i think so um i think it goes further
2: than that mostly just um off track you know we can share ideas we can look at each other's telemetry and stuff i'm um, all in person um which i think well at least in my opinion anyway is a, is a positive um I know you can also just do things outside the track as well get to know your teammates better mm. um rather than just speaking to them online for a few hours and then going offline um it's almost like living together yeah, yeah.
0: Um, so yeah I it's think like that's the ultimate frat house right <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly it's pretty cool. um yeah that's yeah so you guys are off bowling tonight right so most important question here who's who's the best at bowling not me I think we'll find out the oh. yeah, I'm the worst I, there's no way anyone can be worse than me Definitely. Uh, okay. Even for the middle, ages, just goes to... So I was expecting, right, three drivers to be like, "Ah, oh, it's me, yeah, it's definitely me, no, it's me. But actually, it's totally the opposite. Nobody wants to, yeah. to, to claim that, that crown. And that's, that, that, that's fine. That's not, I guess, what you're here for, right? There's no bowling sponsors, that's fine. <laughs> um, so, Freddie, obviously, uh, you've been here a little while now. Tell us about the support you get in terms of, like, telemetry and coaching and engineering by being part
3: of the wider Red Bull team. So last year we had uh what was it called? Ground and air coaching through the almost the whole year, I think, to help us perform better. Um, and for telemetry, we, right now we don't have anything, just some basic programs, but yeah, we're working on it to get something better. It must be very cool knowing that the guys who are helping you
0: with strategy and engineering setups have got the support of this whole technology center. Does it, when you're in the car and you're getting to the race and you've been through a process with people who are at the top of their game, does
3: it give you like a sense of confidence on the grid? Uh, I don't think about that on the grid. I'm focused on the race. Um, But coming here and then seeing everything again, you get to see everything behind the scenes which helps practice motivation. So it's better in that way. Mm. Now,
0: obviously a big part of racing, both sim racing and real-world racing, is of course the, the wider goals of the, the companies you're racing for and the sponsors, and, and with that comes all of the, the media activities, and obviously Red Bull are at the top of their game when it comes to media and marketing. You ha- only have to follow any one of their social media challenges, and you see like the creativity and the ideas that they come up with when it comes to marketing. Like, do you feel like a sense of, kind of like responsibilities that push that forward as a, as a driver?
3: Yeah, well, I'm not very good at the media stuff, but I try my best.
0: Yeah, it must be tough, it must be tough, right? Because you don't qualify on the grid because you're necessarily like, you know, an expert when it comes to, to public speaking or whatever, but then it's kind of expected of you. But presumably you get quite a lot of support here at the campus to kind of help with that. Yeah, it's not bad. I enjoy it. Are you starting to enjoy it?
3: Yeah, more than practice anyway.
0: <laughs> so you enjoy the media more than practicing the Somehow, racing? Oh yeah. That's interesting. What's your favorite type of media engagement other than podcasts, other than this podcast?
3: Uh, uh, <laughs> <None>. <laughs> <You call him. laughs> Something where I don't have to show my face. Oh, okay, interesting. Well, I mean, this is a Spotify
0: podcast, right? So we're on, we're on Spotify. We've just got lovely, lovely cars behind us just for the fun of it really, it's fine. <laughs> okay, so Josh, obviously we're sat here right this is nuts being sat here is nuts i know seb was just saying of course that you kind of get used to it and it becomes a job and you kind of you it starts to kind of fade away the the glitz and the glamour um you know the 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 background but you must take pause sometimes and be like oh my god i'm going to work and that work happens to be in the red bull factory where i'm going to be driving to race for red bull do you ever let yourself think that um yeah so well sometimes when
2: when things are just going terrible, I don't feel like practicing. I just don't feel like doing anything. I just remember to myself that I'm employed by Red Bull, even if it's just the esports division. I still have a job to do, um, to try and perform at my best. Um, and it is a privilege to be to be working for a company like this, um, playing games. It's like it's like a dream. So sometimes I just step back and think, um, I've got to this position just make the most of it, do what
0: I have to do. Um, yeah. It's interesting that the context of the team and the context of the surroundings that you work in, you can take as a kind of source of strength in itself. And that's really interesting, actually, you so said that when things start to get tough, rather than see it as, oh my God, things aren't going so well and I'm meant to be representing Red Bull, it's, you, you flip that totally and be like, okay, things aren't going well, but look, I'm here for a reason. That's a conscious decision, right, to flip that. Yeah,
2: because um, it's quite often that things can, especially for me, where I just go, I don't want to, I don't want to practice today. Mm. Like I, I'm not enjoying it, um, and rather than always thinking negatively, I, I try my best to flip it into a positive situation. Um,
0: so yeah, whenever things go go wrong, I just yeah, I'm trying to flip it. And the practice itself, you know, we've had a lot of esports drivers on this um, this podcast, and the practice comes up a lot as a theme it's demanding, right? It's really mentally demanding. Like people say that sim racing is a lot about muscle memory, which just means repetition, which just means putting hours in. And, you know, that's mentally draining all day, every day to put hours and hours and hours in to gain, you know, tenths, hundreds, thousands of a second to make sure that you're that thousands faster than someone else in qualifying. Like, how do you try and deal with that, like mental repetition when you're training? Yeah, it
2: is, it's difficult because you know because it's not very physical we can do it for ages and ages Mm. and there's no limit on how much we can practice Um, and then you also got to remember that there's all the other drivers that are playing all day every day and you have to at least try try to keep up um so yeah it it is difficult but um i think now i'm focusing more on not just how much i play but how actually effective is Mm. the practice i'm doing if i'm two three hours in and i can tell that it's not going anywhere i'll just remove myself from my from my rig um, go for a walk do anything um it's pretty much just not
0: forcing myself to to practice when things aren't going well yeah so i'm just more efficient with my time and you might you know you've got two teammates either side of you who are doing exactly the same thing going through the same process probably feeling the same strain do you ever look to each other to be like oh, are you having a tough time yeah i'm having a tough time like but it's fine we'll get through this for well, this race there's a new track thank god we have to keep grinding you know i don't know spa which we've all we're all bored of right like so do you kind of look to each other for for uh some escape um i think it's more
2: of just being more understanding when if someone's burnt out hmm. if they do one to two hours, and they go. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm just not feeling it today. And they yeah. go offline. Just go. Okay, that's fair enough. I, I've done the same. It, it can happen when we when we have to practice for so long. Um, and get so repetitive. So I think we're just quite understanding. Um, we're still we're still trying to stay on point. And mm. um, we all try and turn up to practice early at the same time. Um, but if someone's just having an off day, which definitely can happen and will happen, then yeah. We're just understanding
0: about it. i do genuinely get the sense here that it's a collaborative effort and, and i know a lot of like drivers will say I, I want to win it's about me i just you know i just want to be the front of the grid but it sounds like experiencing this as a career as a to use a cheesy phrase as a journey together does feel like you are collaborating quite a lot in terms of the you know the emotional side of it yeah um because at the end of the day you think Especially in the F1
2: Esports Championship, the the money is made through the Constructors' Championship, Mm. Um, so at least for me personally, um, I just focus on that. I'm not too bothered about the Drivers' Championship, Um, so you want your teammates to obviously be performing as as best they can, just to get the best out of themselves, which is the best for all of us. so emotional support is definitely important. Yeah.
0: Interesting. So it's almost like it's the series itself that has created that environment. Now, Seb, you've done a few of these different series and you've, you've other than F1 Esports, I mean, and you've done them on, on different games. Tell us, what do you think the biggest differentiator is with the F1 Esports series? Like what, what sets it apart and what do you like about it? And what do you perhaps prefer about other series?
1: Oh, well, the first thing I, I i don't like about the f1 game just uh because there are some good facts but the the game is like the biggest different differentiating factor yeah because on the f1 game there's you have to drive so much to get a feel for the for the car mm-hmm. um because the the feeling through the game is terrible so you you can't feel anything so you have to like josh said you have to drive so much and every, there's people driving non-stop um and it's that can be it's a very intense championship. Whereas when I'm driving, iRacing, Ren Sport, that weirdly that they actually are a bit more physical because I'm running like a stiffer brake on those games or mm. have my force feedback a bit higher. And I actually can't practice as much in a day as maybe I would on F1 because I start getting joint pain um because of how much repetitive motion you're doing. And like mm. it's not just repetitive motion, but it's you're putting like force into your joints every time you press the brake, every time you press the throttle. um so it's quite a difference in that between the f1 series and other ones because in the f1 series you use quite light equipment um at least i always did um compared to the other games Uh, but in terms of format i think the other series are missing a lot of strategy whereas the f1 game is really good Mm. for that um we always have different strategies and particularly this year um it looks like it will be um, even more open because the well i 'm not entirely sure why because i 'm not driven the game a huge amount, but the strategies are a lot you can actually use a soft tire whereas last year you couldn't um so it 's kind of opened things up, which is really exciting, whereas when I drive ren sport it's a fifteen minute sprint yeah you know, and there's no strategy it's a bit you you, you finish where you qualify almost uh, unless you have a really good race and yeah that's really interesting
0: there's a couple of things interesting there one is the fact that you said you haven 't practice very much you haven't practiced this game very much yet, which baffles me given given where we are right now and, and there's, you, there's obviously reasons for that, yeah. And the second one is your take on the formats. So I've always looked at Ren Sport and thought, that's interesting, they're doing a, a new format with really short races because for a viewer it means that you don't have to hold their attention for 45 minutes to an hour, right? You can do quick 15 minute races in the same way that like you know, CSGO is super popular because it's quick like couple of minutes each round and they're kind of trying to follow that model. But it's interesting that you note that that format totally removes the element of strategy which to be fair is one of the things that we all love when we
1: watch racing is the pit window is one of the most exciting bits. Yeah, I think there's, you can have short races and still have strategy you, you can accelerate tire wear make it so that the drop off is really extreme and in red sport the drop off is massive like insane you get a second and a half of tire wear within like three or four laps um if they just added in a pit stop so that you could change tires or a different compound like it would suddenly become very exciting maybe 25 minute race and you have to pit once during that race and you have to refuel or something so you can then go lighter in the first and heavier in the second or something like that i don't know Um, But, and that's still quite a short format. You know, a CSGO match is 40 minutes if it goes all the way, I think, Mm. um, without overtime. So even though it's not per round, it's still, it's quite short. And that's, um, I think the key. And then also F1 Esports, the qualifying format is really good because it's actually the track develops. So each lap gets faster and faster, um, which makes it exciting. Mm. Um, The reason I've not driven the F1 game is because I'm focusing on Sport for now, um, and then when Sport finishes, I might hop in for the season. But for the, at least the first, I can't remember when when it ends, but I definitely won't be um, ready for the first round because I'll, it'll be mid-season for Rensport. Um So I'll kind of be the the backup, um, and then if I try the game and I've got a good pace, and maybe I race, but uh, we'll kind of wait and see because I'm I'll be six months behind everyone mm. else. So it's it's um it's a pretty tricky situation and like swapping games constantly it you five years ago you could do that and still win uh in competitions that you do but now you you have to commit to one one game which is a shame because i want to compete in every top competition but i i I don't want to lose and Mm. i'm guaranteeing a loss if I keep swapping. It's really interesting. It's kind
0: of that, um,
1: that point that we keep coming back to
0: our muscle memory and having to, mm. to repeat things over and over again and really get a feel for a game. And obviously we've spoken before and I remember pointing out the fact that it seems like you do a lot of different, uh, different games when you when you race. But how about you, Josh? Do you do you like to experience other games to, to kind of like experience something slightly different to F1 or are you kind of actually, I just, just need muscle memory and I need to keep doing F1? Yeah. Um... So F1
2: was the first and pretty much only racing game that I played growing up as a kid and that was naturally the only game that I tried to go competitive in Um, and that's how I made it here. Uh, I would be open to trying new games but um, we have, especially in Red Bull, we have such talented drivers in pretty much every field, uh, no matter the the sim racing game. Um, So yeah, I'm not really needed in other games and then also um, as Sebi said, "You can't switch and expect to to be challenging up front um on multiple different games, so if I can just focus on f one and do my best, then hopefully that'll be
0: enough to win yeah, and I guess you know when you're when you're here, you're in this team like why would you want to do anything else that could potentially you know uh limit your your potential to get up the grid right but how about other games like non-racing games do you play anything else to to unwind or to keep sharp between races but you don't want to race you don't want be in the rig is that what other games do you like to play um when i was younger um at three four years ago um i was big on rocket league um you were big on it as in you liked it or you were big on it as in you were a big player <laughs> <laughs> i wish i wish i wouldn't be playing this game if i was uh big on rocket <laughs> <laughs> they, they they have enormous prize
2: pools <laughs> yeah yeah um no I just really liked it um and while I was playing F1 um as soon as I get off I'd be straight on Rocket League um but then it, it got to a point where um uh, F1 I started doing scheduled practice mm. and then after practice I just feel too tired to to, to to go and play a different game i just wanted to get yeah. out of my seat and rocket just, league is mentally draining too right yeah i just wanted to do something else that isn't gaming um so nowadays um i pretty much don't play anything at all apart from f1 um which i didn't i i knew it would happen eventually but i didn't mm. think it'd be this this early this uh 20 years old um but yeah if it yeah yeah <laughs> if, it, if i wasn't if i wasn't doing this i wouldn't be gaming
0: i'd, I'd be doing something but not gaming yeah that's really interesting now um, I'm really intrigued to learn about, like, the daily routine of your practice, right? So, Freddie, being here, give us an insight into your your day-to-day, right? So, on a day where you're here, you
3: arrive, and... Well, so, we only did this last year Had bootcamp here. So, well, my day, I would wake up, I can't remember, maybe 9 a.m., then have breakfast by 10, then... Practice three hours with a small break in between, then have lunch. Practice three hours, dinner, then maybe a few more hours in the evening. So it's so it's intense. It's hours and hours and hours each day. But
0: how do you break up that 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 structure? So you say three hours of practice. Presumably, that's not just three hours of just hot lapping yeah, the track. Most of the time, it is right. So we're not. So what about like you know we need to practice quality pace. We need to test this setup. We need to test that setup. Yeah, but we're
3: hot lap testing the setup, so. Maybe we'll do two hours of qualifying, setup testing, hot lapping, and then an hour of race testing. Interesting. So when you do race testing,
0: presumably you guys are racing against each other. Do you have anyone else that supports you in those? Do you do do like races where you're kind of practicing your racecraft by putting other people uh, on track? And if so, who gets to do that? No, it's just us. So just the three of you, and you race test and you you practice racecraft.
3: Yeah. It's not ideal, but it's what we can do for now.
0: Yeah. Does everybody get a little
3: dicey? It used to back in the day, but not with these two <laughs> why not with these two they're pretty clean
0: <laughs> yeah. okay That's, that sounds like that sounds like high praise i would say okay, okay, so Josh, you know the season <laughs> you're looking down the barrel of the the season you're here, media day. how are you feeling about the season generally
2: uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was such a nervous laugh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah we've
2: found things out pretty late it's going to be a bit of a rush I think for everyone mm. for, for the first event um, when it does happen good for the viewers uh, should yeah. dice it up a little bit um, I think the first event is probably going to be more about adapting to what what's going to be at the event um are we allowed to talk about uh yeah uh, yeah um <laughs> I think it'll be more about who can adapt to what we have at the event because we might not even have some of the equipment until a week or two before and which could be a mess mm. um, but I think after that we'll be
0: we'll be fine um, I'm looking forward to LAN as well LAN must be I- such a buzz right to turn up to a LAN event and see an audience and the big stage and the lights and I know a lot of drivers say I'm not phased by that I just look but you must walk in but okay this is cool this is an event we're arriving at something Uh, meaningful. Um, I want to touch on something you said there about hardware, right? Because, and I've said this a few times in the podcast, but it's, sim racing has this like additional layer that motorsport doesn't have, which is the hardware. So, you know, the driver is a variable in the real world in sim racing. The car is a variable in the real world in sim racing. The the track conditions and the track and the length of the race are variables in sim racing and real racing. But what you don't have in real racing is whether or not I'm using a belt-driven wheel or a direct drive wheel or force feedback pedals or not. So you know, how much do you have to adjust to different sets of kit based on whether you're at home, whether you're here, or whether you're at a LAN event that has totally different equipment? Like how much prep goes into that? Um, well, ideally we would find out
2: what is going to be used at the LAN event and then try and get that exact equipment at home, um, or at least go somewhere where we can use that equipment and practice. Um, but as, as I was saying with, with this announcement being kind of rushed, we don't have that long to mm. prepare um, and we haven't received bits of kits that we should have yet. Um, so that's why I say there's going to be a little bit of a mess, mm. um, getting used to everything and finding out, finding out how, we, how we like
0: that equipment. Um, do you think there's a big difference in how certain equipment suits different drivers? Um, yeah, some, it's, the Fanatec
2: pedals are quite um, customizable. Um, and some, some people like everyone pretty much uses different, different brake settings and a brake force, different force feedback
0: strength. Um, so it's just about finding, finding what works for you. Yeah. And a at, at LAN event itself, like, you know, how long does it take you to kind of dial into the environment? Cause even, even if like, let's say you get, you get sent the pedals, you get sent the wheel, you've got everything in advance but then when you sit in that particular rig and it feels slightly different and the notches from the seat are just like <laughs> half I I can't get that middle click. And there's always just something quite like, how long does it take you to kind of get into the- um, I personally wouldn't be able to tell you because
2: this will, this will be my first ever LAN event, but these two guys have got plenty of experience on LAN. Um, but it's not something I'm particularly worried about. It's gonna be the same for everyone. Everyone's gonna have these little things that are not quite perfect. Um, but I'm not one to complain all the time, mm. um, so I'll just do my best to get on with it. Obviously, if something's yeah. terrible, then I'm going to bring it up. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I'll just try and get on with it,
0: do the best I can. Nice, I like it. It's kind of it's kind of like a you know it's a kind of element of immersion in the in the real world of racing. You can have issues with the car. There's always issues with the car. When you only see practice and people are, you know, pulling stuff out of the seat that shouldn't have been in the seat and stuff. It's kind of like there is a there is a similarity that you can't complain too much because actually in the real world this stuff happens all the time right um now so i'm really interested in your role here obviously you're doing uh, the Ren Sport um series first and then you'll be looking to to kind of see if there's a if there's kind of room for you to get more involved in the team later on down um the season presumably you're going to be watching all the races rooting for the teams i think that probably goes without saying um, but is there
1: any other support that you can give the team when you're not expecting to be in the seat yeah i think the plan is basically that i'm going to be at all the races even if i'm not driving and then even if i'm not the exact person making the calls i can be in the background helping with strategy um because having a driver help with strategy makes a huge difference we did it last year because um me josh and yoni and alpha we we would alternate who drives each each um race and Mm -hmm. so when you weren't driving you you had a, a driver like in the engineering bit who knew how the game worked knew how the tires behaved how how the racing is how when to use ERS when to um, pit and it makes a big difference in understanding strategies so I think having me there will be a help in that sense mm. I, like we have great um, strategists and engineers anyway but having a driver's input makes a big difference because we understand the game to a level that you can't understand unless you've driven it yourself mm. yeah it sounds like
0: you and um obviously uh, liam parnell the the scientists are going to make sure. a bit of a, a dream team in the background does you know josh does that give you like a sense of kind of additional confidence when when strategy calls are being made and the you know pit for mediums pit for softs or stay out and go in whatever knowing that you've got you know, an engineer who's won an F1 exhibition race uh, sat next to Seb, who knows this inside out because he's, you know, he's the third driver, right? Or the an additional driver. Like does that give you an additional confidence when calls are being made to just not second guess it, just do it? Yeah, um, definitely. In fact, I would rather just not have to think
2: actually too much <laughs> about the strategy, right? Um, obviously you do have to do some thinking for yourself, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I'd rather just completely focus on the driving and then I trust Liam backstage uh, to make the right calls for us, and also, as Sebby said, it is really important um, having someone who's actually driven and understands the game because F1's quite a weird game um, with how some things work, so having a driver um, it's it's almost something that you can't get from an engineer who hasn't driven the game, and that's also why um Liam plays the game as well and understands everything quite well, so I think from from an
0: engineer inside of things we'll be sorted yeah yeah, and it's kind of beautiful from a viewer's point of view to realize. And understand that we're watching a team sport now like one of the things that i love about watching f1 or sro gt3 gt4 racing is the fact that it's a whole team coming together behind one person in the car in this case two people in the car right and it's it gives that sense of additional kind of um, you know jeopardy of what happens like there's more people caring there's more people that you're rooting for it's not just the one the one person and i love that sim racing is kind of getting towards that stage now where the teams are still, you know, small compared to a real world team, but they're they're getting bigger and there's a bit more crossover. Um, And from a viewer's point of view, I think it's, you know, it's absolutely fantastic. So guys, I know you've had a really, really long day. I really, really appreciate the time that you've given us on the podcast. I just have one more thing to do and it's a quick fire round and it is a quick fire round, okay? I've got three questions for you each, but it has to be quick. I need the responses like the second. All right, so Freddie, we'll start with you, okay? Three questions, three questions. Okay, I need your first instinct response, okay? You ready? Ready. Who's the fastest driver here? Sub. (laughs) What's your favorite track?
3: On Spa, if
0: it's not the F1 game. (laughs) Wet or dry? Dry. Okay, there's some surprises in in that list. I love that. Okay, all right. Are you ready? They're different questions, right? Yeah. Well, some of them are different questions, right? Who's the fastest driver? (laughs) Freddie. Understeer or oversteer? Oversteer. Max or Lewis? Lewis. (laughs) Okay, interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Love it. Okay. 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 Right. (laughs) This honestly, this is this is this is this is an insight. (laughs) This is a real insight into this team. I love this. Okay. Right. I'm going to choose the first Mm -hmm. one. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, really? (laughs) You're prepped. Right. Who's the fastest driver here? Freddie. V six or hybrid era? uh hybrid cockpit or chase cam cockpit oh, i wanted something to say chase i almost messed funny. up my
1: words there <laughs>
0: <laughs> chase cam would have been would have been very funny coming from an f1 e-sports driver guys thank you so much for your time really really appreciate it it's been an absolute privilege to be here in the technology campus thanks for having us thank you. cheers